Hey, welcome. It's podcast number two. And I'm Robin. And I'm so glad you're back with me again. So today we're going to talk about the five love languages and the wrong way to use them. So the five love languages were created by Gary Chapman. And he talks about that there's basically five different ways that people give and receive love and that we can put the ways that people give and receive love into five different categories. So I want to first start by saying that the five love languages can be really useful. They're interesting and they can inform our relationships and they're something to get curious about for sure. It's um, a good way to connect with your partner actually if you have a partner to talk about like what are your five love languages? What are my what are my top love languages? What are your top love languages? And if you Google five love languages, you can actually take a free quiz um, on Gary Chapman's website. It's really fast and easy. You can also do it for you too, um, just individually or as a single person. It's great to kind of see um, what ways do I give and receive love. But I actually hardly ever use them with my clients. I don't think I've ever told someone to go and take this quiz because most of the time people use it wrong. They use it instead of the way that it's really intended to be used. They use it almost as like a weapon against themselves or against their partners. So I'm first going to talk about what even the five love languages are to kind of get a base. And then I'll talk about how to not use them and how they can be really not useful if we use them that way. And then I'll talk to you more about how you can use them and how they can be really useful in your relationship or even just in yourself um, and knowing what you need and want and what's really important to you. So the five love languages, like I said before, they're basically ways that we give and receive love. So I'll list them off. First, we have words of affirmation and then we have gifts and then we have quality time physical touch, and then acts of service. So there's, those are the five broad categories that people show love in, right? We show love through words of affirmation. So words of affirmation are things like you're doing great. Um, it might be, I like you. It might be just using words to let them know how you feel about them, right? That you like them and that they're doing a good job and all of those other things, right? I'm proud of you all of those sorts of things, words of affirmation. So using words to communicate your feelings. The second one is gifts. So gifts, um, I did the training actually with Gary Chapman a few years ago. And one of the things that stood out to me about gifts is that he said, it's not about spending a bunch of money on someone, but it's really about the intention. So let's say gifts can be something as small as picking up a chocolate bar for your partner, like a chocolate bar that you know that they like when you're getting groceries. And instead of just kind of throwing it into the cupboard, it could be saying like, here, I got you a surprise, right? And giving it to them. And just, it really shows that like, I was thinking about you. That's really what the gifts is about. It's not about money, but more like here, I thought of you and I wanted to give you this thing. So words of affirmation gifts. And then the next one is quality time. Quality time is my top love language. And it's really spending, um, quality time is spending time together. And it's con usually connected time together where you're really focused on each other and spending time together and just being in each other's presence also. So that's quality time. 
Then there's physical touch. Physical touch can be like hugging, kissing. It doesn't, it could be sexual, but it doesn't have to be. It might be just sitting on the couch cuddling together, right? But it's touching, right? Maybe kissing when you leave, um, putting your hand on someone's back, um, putting your hand on someone's leg, holding hands, all of those things. And then the last one that we have is acts of service. So acts of service is doing something like it might be taking out the garbage for the person. Um, For me, I really like acts of service too. It's really important to me. That's we'll talk about this more. But what happens is with our love languages, we usually pick them up in childhood and it might be how we were shown love. So my dad would often he was a mechanic and he would fix my car. So for me, an act of service might be like filling my tires with air when they need to be filled. Or my partner actually the other day changed the battery in my car. And for that, for me, that stuff's huge, right? It's like, I feel so loved and so cared about when people do things like that for me, because it's kind of a throwback for me to my childhood. And one of the few ways that my dad showed me he loved me was by doing things like that. So that has me feeling really loved. Okay, so we have these five broad categories. Words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, physical touch, and acts of service. So how you can kind of determine your love language, you might already know just from me describing it, right? Like what are your favorite ways, if your partner does one of these things, like if they were to say, I'm really proud of you, words of affirmation, if they were to give you a gift, if they were to spend all of Saturday with you or like a movie night at home or if they were to hug you or if they were to do like an act of service for you, like maybe it's shoveling your snow, which of those would, would you want the most? And usually we can come up with that, right? For me, gifts, I'm not really a gift person. So I, I don't really care about that, but changing my car battery every time, like that's my kind of favorite way. We can also tell what our love languages are by what we complain about in our relationship. So sometimes what happens, I gave a big sigh there because what happens and how one of the ways we kind of use them wrong is that we think that they're um, static, like never changing. We think that it's like, okay, if my love language is gifts, the only way that I can feel loved is by my partner giving me gifts. And if they don't give me gifts, I can't feel loved. So they have to give me gifts. That creates a lot of problems, right? Just that energy, even that I start saying that in. But really what happens is that we can feel loved through all of the love languages, actually. So what creates us feeling loved isn't the action that the person does, but the thought that we have about the action. Okay. So it's not someone, what makes me feel loved isn't my partner bringing me flowers. What makes me feel loved is if my partner brings me flowers, my thoughts about that. And that's why we have different love languages because my partner could bring or your partner could bring you flowers and you would have a thought about that, right? Maybe you would think my mom actually doesn't really like flowers. She just doesn't like that they're scented, this more scented flowers. And so I've actually brought her flowers and she's been like, why'd you bring me these flowers? They bother. She's pretty scent sensitive. They bother me, whatever, right? So she actually doesn't feel loved through getting flowers. So she gets the flowers and she might think something like, oh, I like, I don't really want these in my house. They bother me. It doesn't make her feel very loved, right? 
Whereas I might get flowers. I'm not a gifts person, remember, right? But I might get flowers and think, wow, they really thought I do like getting flowers. So I might think, oh, wow, that was really sweet of them to think about me. My favorite flowers, by the way, are from Safeway, less than $8. I'm all in for those flowers. So I think, wow, that was really sweet of them to pick up flowers while they were like getting groceries. I really appreciate that. Just makes me more joyful. But what creates that feeling in us, that feeling of being loved, isn't what they did, right? It's what I think about what they did. And that's so key. That's that's the point for me when I talk about love languages. If you don't pick up anything else from this episode, the whole point is like your love language is whatever. That's an interesting, fun thing to do. But when we start to realize that what makes me feel loved isn't what my partner does, but my thought about what my partner does, it changes everything. It really changes everything for you because what can happen sometimes is we can chronically feel unloved, 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 unloved. And we can think that the only way for me to feel loved in this relationship is for me to change my partner, right? So let's say that I, I'll use an example actually of quality time. So I'm really high on quality time. I really feel closer to people when I spend a lot of time with them. Um, that goes for friends. It goes for coworkers. It's just always been really important for me to spend lots of time with people to feel connected. Now, what used to happen, and I'm thinking back to like before, right around when I became a coach, I was dating someone and I really wanted quality. I thought that the answer to me not feeling loved in that relationship was date nights. I thought if he just spent more time with me, I was going to feel really loved and that that's what I needed. Now, looking back, there was a lot of other issues in that relationship. But that aside, I was like, you know what? Let's schedule date nights. I need to spend more time with you. I think this will solve it. So we did. We scheduled some date nights and we went on the date night. And I remember being like, (laughs) basically like, what the heck? Because we go on this date night and I'm like, well, he's spending time with me, but I'm still not feeling loved. Like what, what, what is going on? I'm, he's doing the action that I want him to be doing. Like he's spending the time with me. What, what is happening? And what was happening was even though he was spending that time with me, I still had the thought he doesn't really want to be here. And so even though his action actually did change, he went from, you know, not spending that time with me to spending the time with me. I still thought he doesn't want to be here. And so I felt unloved right instead of thinking now some of you might be thinking, well, maybe he really didn't want to be there. But he showed up, right? He, he decided to put that time aside and he showed up. And even me, if I'd known at the time shifting to that of like, you know what? I appreciate you putting this time aside for me, even though I know that you part of you wants to be working right now. That was his thing. He always wanted to be working. Even though part of you, I know part of you wants to be working. I really do appreciate you putting this time aside for me because I've told you that it's important to me. That alone, right, that statement helps us feel more loved than this thought of like, he doesn't want to be here. I'm forcing him to be here, right? That feels awful. So what love languages are really about is this realization that I, my thought about what my partner does or doesn't do is what's creating me feeling loved. 
Okay. So the next part. So if my thought about what my partner doesn't do or does do is what creates me feeling loved, that also leads into this other part where you'll notice we have five different love languages. And like I told you about in, you can take that quiz online. We all have different ones that kind of float to the top, right? I mentioned my gifts is really low for me. I don't really feel loved through gifts usually. Like it's more difficult. Whereas something like quality time, I need almost quality time. It feels like I need it to feel connected with someone. Super important. And then acts of service, super high on my list. That's how I feel really cared about. So how does that come about? Like how do we, how do we feel differently about all of those different things. So what happens is that in childhood we're or like as we go about our life, right? It can be in childhood, it can be affected by like outside things, it can be affected by events that have happened, all these different things. That influences our default thoughts. So our default thoughts are the thoughts that we think just we are not even conscious of them. Uh, we don't even we might not even be aware of what they are. For me, I just know that when my partner changed my battery, I felt really loved. And because I've done all this work, I understand and can kind of be like, oh, it's because that's how my dad showed love. And so, and that's also something that I couldn't really do. And I, it, it hits all the things for me, right? I also have a feeling of, um, that I have to do everything on my own all the time. It was one of my kind of like default thoughts that I go back to. So someone helping me and showing me I don't have to do everything on my own feels super loving. That's a lot though, right? But having this understanding of our partner has thoughts when we do things too, and they might have different thoughts because they had a different upbringing, because they learned about love differently, they have different thoughts than us, right? So maybe for me, like I said, okay, quality time, super high on my list. So I might think that the way to show my partner that I love him is by spending lots and lots and lots of time with him. If you're anxious attached, I'll talk about attachments in later episodes, but if you're anxious attached, you might relate to this. So spending lots and lots of time with him and that's how I'm trying to show the person that I love them. But the other person might not, that might be not their highest love language. So if they tend to be more like, say they're a physical touch person, and I'm like, oh, I'm showing you love. I'm spending time with you. I'm showing you love. I'm spending, this is what I'm saying like unconsciously, right? I'm showing you love by spending time with you. They might be like, but I don't feel loved because you never want to hold my hand. Or I don't feel loved because you never want to cuddle. Or actually, I feel a little bit like overwhelmed by how much time you want to spend together. That's not how I show, like that's not how I receive love, right? So for them, the time spent together might feel more like an obligation or like not an obligation, but maybe they just don't have as high of a need as you do right for it. And they might be missing something else. They might really want physical touch or like words of affirmation or something else. So when we know that, so it's not the action, it's the person's thought, then we can start to understand our partner way more deeply and understand ourselves more deeply when we start to ask like what what thoughts make you feel loved that's a weird question to maybe ask them but we're more curious about their thoughts that make them feel loved that's how i would be thinking about it right so i might ask my partner something like when do you feel really loved or 
a question like, would you rather spend all day with me um, out like skiing or something? Or would you rather spend all day cuddling? Like what would have you feeling closer and connected with me? I might ask them like, would you, this is actually what the quiz does. That's why it can be useful. I might ask them like, would you rather have gifts or would you rather have a really um, a letter written by me to you, which would be more words of affirmation. Like, what would you prefer? And that can kind of get to the heart of like really us understanding our partners and understanding like, oh, what thoughts do they have that creates them feel loved? Like we get to really know their inner workings and their inner minds. So, okay. Just to recap, we have the five love languages, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, physical touch, and acts of service. And what happens is it's not actually those actions that create us feeling loved, but it's our thoughts about those actions. So I want to talk about how people use this wrong. So often what happens is couples will be in maybe a place where they're feeling a little bit disconnected um, or they're not. It's just the relationship isn't going great, right? And they'll come across the five love languages and they'll think, okay, so they'll do the quiz and they'll be like, quality time. That's my, that's my top love language. My partner needs to give me quality time in order for me to feel loved. And that's how they interpret it, right? They think that the only way that I can feel loved is by my partner giving me quality time. And they have, and what happens is we come from such a desperate place because we think that the, I, like we all have this need to be loved it's a need, right? We, we want to feel loved. Of course we do. You should want to feel loved. That's important. And especially in your relationships, you should want to feel loved. But what happens is we think that in order for me to feel loved, my partner has to give me quality time or else I can't feel loved. And then when we have this dependence on them like that, if I ask my partner, so if I'm thinking that I need quality time in order to feel loved, when I go to communicate that with my partner, it's going to come across as a demand. So I'm going to be like, you have to spend quality time with me or else I won't feel loved. It's like um, emotional threat. Like my emotional well-being is dependent on you spending time with me. My satisfaction in the relationship is dependent on you spending time with me. You have to. And it, it puts us in this place where we have no power, we're giving all the power to them and they have to do it, which feels awful, right? For the other person. Like if you can imagine, so if I use like physical touch for an example, I'm not really big on holding hands. My hands, this might be TMI, my hands are kind of sweaty like 50% of the time, you guys. So I don't want to hold hands. Sometimes I will, especially if I'm like outside and it's cold, but like I don't want to always be holding hands. So if my partner said to me, if he's like, my physical top, top thing is physical touch, you have to hold hands with me. You have to be close to me or else I won't feel loved. I'd feel, I want you to imagine how you would feel for a second. You would feel a little bit forced into it, right? You'd feel a little bit like, well, I have to hold hands with him or he's going to leave me. And that feels, it doesn't feel good. Like that's the last thing that we kind of want in a relationship is this like, you have to be a certain way or else I won't care about you. That's the last thing we want. And when we go to like make our partner do these things and from that energy, that's, that's what's happening, right? We're like, you have to change or else I, like it's a threat to the relationship, which is a problem. How we can use them instead is we can say something like, you know what? I really love holding hands with you. 
I, that's how I feel really loved. I love holding hands with you. I love being close to you. I'd love if you could hands, hold hands with me more. And at the same time, having this decision in us that we're going to feel loved and we're going to recognize how our partner's loving us, even if it's not exactly the ideal way that we would want to be loved. So let's say that like maybe my partner might think something like, oh, okay, like maybe I go to hold his hand a week later and he'd like to hold hands every day, but I go and hold his hand, you know, once a week, maybe I like make an effort to hold hands. He has a choice about what he wants to think in that moment, right? He can think, oh, she never holds my hand enough or, oh, she's just doing this because I asked her. Or he can think something like, oh, I really see she's making an effort. Or like, oh, this is so nice. I love holding hands with her. It makes it even more special when we only do it once in a while. He has all these choices about what to think. And depending on what he chooses to think, that's going to create how he feels, right? If I go to hold hands with him and he thinks, oh, she's just doing this because I asked her to, he's not going to feel loved. But if he, if I hold hands with him and he's thinking, oh yeah, she, like she's making an effort he'll feel loved. He'll see that like, I'm trying to contribute to the relationship. Like I'm trying, right? So that's the five love languages. How we want to use them is just to get more information and to get curious and to kind of have fun conversations with our partner and to start to learn that, oh, you know what, this, I really like this, or I really feel close when we spend quality time. I'd love to spend more time with you instead of using it as kind of like a weapon or against our partner or trying to force them to do it. Okay. Last thing I'm going to say about love languages. Yes, love languages, they're actions. They can help you feel loved. But how you really feel loved is by what you're thinking, right? And this doesn't mean that you should think yourself into feeling loved when you don't feel loved. Like I don't want to think when someone's yelling at me, oh, that means they love me. I would, I never would want that. And I wouldn't want you to think that you should think that either. Right. So for example, if someone's never spending any time with you, I don't know, <laughs> like that, that's where, like, do I want to pretend that they like, that's where we start to get, okay, there's some issues happening here. Right. But if you're in a pretty good relationship and you're just wanting more connection, I want you to start to think about how, what am I thinking that's creating me feel loved or not? What am I thinking about my partner? What am I thinking about this relationship? And if I took, if it was my responsibility for me to feel loved based on what I'm thinking, what, how might that change things, right? How might I show up differently with my partner? How might I feel more loved, right? If it's really up to you to choose what you want to think, you get to then decide, do I want to feel loved in this relationship? Because I can do that if I want to, if I want to. And if you want more help with this, I covered kind of a lot today and I touched on a lot of the concepts that I'll be diving into more and more in this podcast, but always feel free to reach out and email me. We can set up a free consult call. We can set up a session. Um, I'm always here for you. Always reach out on Instagram or through my website. Um, thanks so much for being here and I'll talk to you again next week.